Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I'm your host. Today, I will be talking to two guys, Sven Goldstein from Beckhoff Automation and Sebastian Friedel, company Interop Forex FVA GmbH. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And together, we're going to talk about OPCUA file transfer. Hello, Sven. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for the introduction, Peter. Sebastian, how are you? Very good. Also, thank you for your introductions. Good, good. Sven, please introduce yourself and your company to our listeners and tell us how you and your company relate to the OPC Foundation and the OPC UA architecture. Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Sven Goldstein. I'm working for Beckoff Automation since, well, for a very, very long time, 18 years now. Uh, since 2005, Black of Automation is an automation vendor supplying our customers with uh, all the components required for industrial automation. So to automate machines, buildings, wind turbines, so anything that can be automated. And my role within this company is that I'm product manager for our automation software called TwinCat and especially for everything regarding connectivity. Very good. Sebastian, same for you. Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Sebastian Friedel. I work on the Interop for X since last October. Before I was research assistant at the University of Stuttgart. And in both jobs, I'm working with OPCA, with working uh, OPCA joint working groups to create the companion specification. And I find out for myself that it's very hard for companies to get OPCA running and get the companion specification running. And so um, we decide on my new job to get a company or a market to help companies to get OPCA ready and make these challenges easier. And so we start to create some projects and help the, the companies in getting this better. Very good. Sebastian, we're going to stay with you. Tell us, what are we going to talk about today? What is file transfer via OPC way and what motivated you to delve so deeply into the topic? Yeah, this what it's called. This is topic how to transfer not only the single data via OPC, but if you want to create, send an image on PDF uh, document or bigger files via OPC And there are some transfer mechanisms in OPC and this is the part we want to talk together. As I mentioned, I, I worked in a lot of groups, and I think since the first groups, and file transfer was an, a topic in those groups. And in one of the groups uh, for the laboratories device, we had a discussion how we can handle trans file transfer. It was clear that we want to make it with OPCA. But also there are some legacy devices which have other protocols. And then was the question, should we provide more information like which is the username, which is a password and so on. And there was a lot of questions and ideas behind FileTransfer. And there were some people who say, oh, OPCA FileTransfer is too slow, can't handle bigger files and so on. And this was a point where I say, okay, Before I have no information, I want to create a test and want to test it, how the file transfer is running and 
compare it with other protocols. And so um, I get more information about this and started this little project to compare the file transfer with other protocols. Very good. And we're going to be talking about those comparisons uh, later on as well. But before then, please explain how file transfer via OPC Way works and what methods are available. Yeah, I think there's two big possibilities to transfer files. The first is very easy. You can create a variable as byte string and then send this complete file in this variable, which is very easy to handle and easy to work, but this is limited by the file size or the size of the byte string. And this is something the different server and clients handle in different ways, have different strategies. So it's only good for small files. For bigger files, we have a complete part in OPSway, the part 20, where an object is defined, which represent this file and you can access this with OP2A method calls. This calls more or less the same as in other programming languages. Mm -hmm. And so you can handle this in similar way as you will access your local files. Mm -hmm. Additional, there is a third extension to the file type is the temporary file type if you want to use it only temporarily and have not a complete file system behind us. Okay, so byte string and file type. Can you please elaborate more on the temporary file type and the, the reasons for its use? Yes. If you have a small device and there is an OPCVA server, you have not a complete iOS system running, and then there is no file system where you can say, okay, here is the complete file and it's permanently saved. But you have in this device also the need to send files or read files. And then you can use this temporary file type where you send the OPC server, create space for the file, and then can handle this file. Uh, reasons for this is for me two points. When you want to upload a firmware to Uh, a device, then you can use this. And the other point is if you have, for example, a vision system which creates an uh, image and then will remove this image after, uh, if you take a new, then you can also use the temporary file transfer for this image. You uh, already mentioned at the beginning that you spend time comparing. So what is then the OPC Wave file transfer transmission speed? How does it compare to other common protocols? Mm. Yeah, I think the absolute uh, time makes no sense. Uh, this requires on a lot of environment requirements. For example, the network itself. So I built a script and based on Python, where I start an OPCA client, which connects to an OPCA server, download a file and measure this time. And this have I also done with other protocols uh, like HTTP, FTP, SSMB, which is the file sharing protocol used in Windows itself. And Then on the other side, on a second PC, I started an OPCA server, an HTTP server, FTP server, and an SMB server, which contains the same file. So we can compare this measurement in relative form. From the current test environments, I have 
deactivates the security measurement and also had no things like the connection is lost or and recovery strategies. But this can also be extended in a future version. The script is online on, on GitHub, so you all can use the script also for you, for your use case. If you say, I want to know in, in my environment which protocol works good, then you can use this script also. Okay. But before we do that, of course, we want to know how. Um, how did OPC UA file transfer do? I mean, and how did you interpret the results? First of all, OPC UA do it very well. We have tested this with three files. The first was one megabyte. And there it was a little bit slower than the other protocols. <laughs> this is because we start the OPC UA client connect to the server and then work complete file handling and close it and restart this for the next file of iteration. So the payload for connecting is a little bit uh, higher in OPC VA. We quoted the file for 100 megabytes. This payload is not more relevant. And so OPC VA has the same time region as uh, HTTP and the other protocols. And by one gigabyte, it was also the case. It also shows that it's faster than FTP. So it seems to be uh, in the same time region and is not slower than the other protocols, which I think makes it very interesting to you also use. Okay, now I understand you suggested that in your uh, protocol, in your measurement, you did not have um, security on, which typically, normally, with built-in security for OPC UA, we would have. So how would you assess the security of file transfer via OPC UA uh, compared to other common protocols? Yeah, you know, OPC UA is designed for security. And on the other protocols, they all use have a security feature. And I think in most cases, it's the same algorithms and, and concepts for security. So it's in this point as safe as the other protocols also. But as I prepared here for this podcast, I have a new idea, a new, new point that I found out that the interesting part is that the security of OPCY is uh, validated and can be certified. And I think this is a feature other protocols like HTTP and FTP don't have. Okay, sounds great. Also, especially for you listeners interested in the topic of security, we'll soon going to hear again more on the topic of OPC UA security in relation to the IEC 62443, I've written that down, Cybersecurity of Industrial Automation and Control Systems from OPC Foundation Paul Hunker. Already uh, made a slot, an appointment with him, and also about the integration of secure elements into the OPC UA security using ISO IEC TS30168, and that is from Marcus Heintel from Siemens. So, Sebastian, my final question to you before we move to Sven. Can you share with us some solutions or projects that use uh, OPC UA file transfer? Yeah, yes, of course. The most generic clients like the UA Expert or the Process Client can handle file transfer by themselves. So you can click on, on the file, say, okay, upload the file and just complete handling uh, will be done by the client. So uh, they are ready. 
and also a lot of solutions in the uh, are realized in the campaign specifications. I think the machine vision was one of the first, which had a big part handling recipes, um, results, and used there the file transfer. And this is extended also in the machinery of, of the VDMA. So other campaign specifications also use the same mechanism and same strategy for result management, like geometric measurement systems or the textile test devices. And uh, so there you see FITRANSFER also in the device integration. There are lots of possibilities to use the FITRANSFER. And I think this handles then the, the topic to Sven is also the possibility of handle the log files of TwinCut via OPCVA. And I think Sven can tell you more about this. Very good. Thanks for the handover. Well then, let's hear from you, Sven. Thanks for staying online in the background. Sven, since when has Beckhoff uh, evaluated the OPC UA file type and uh, what was the reason for that? Well, that's a very good question, Peter, because it's been a while. <laughs> really? I think that our first experiments with the OPC UA file type, they date back to the year 2016 so really like seven years ago and one of the reasons was that we wanted to enable our customers to securely exchange files with our automation controllers right because in in our world everything is pc based right we have an industrial pc or embedded pc where twincat runs on and where the automation project runs on and this secure or this file transfer should be made possible over an existing communication channel to the controller because you don't want to really open unnecessary firewall ports, right? So to have an, an exposed controller or something like this. So back in the days, OPC UA was already a very well-known and often used communication mechanism in industrial networks. So especially between an automation controller and upper layer services like an HMI application or an MES system or, or something like this. So Backoff has had its first OPC UA server on the market in 2007. So And that server always allowed access to variables from our TwinKit PLC real-time. So if customers wanted to connect their HMI application to read or write uh, variables from the TwinKit PLC real-time, they could use our server for that. So in 2016, we and our customers have already had a very long experience with OPC UA. So OPC UA was something that we and our customers could really build upon. And the so-called file type functionality, which was back in the days in Appendix C of the specification, so was a very good functionality to represent files from our controllers on an OPC UA server. So it was a perfect foundation for file exchange. Of course, like Sebastian has already mentioned, there are other ways to securely transfer files, for example, SFTP, but those ways would mean that additional network ports had to be opened on the controller, right? So, and why do you want to do that if you already have a secure communication channel to the controller, which is OPC UA? Because maybe you already connected your HMI application to read variables from the PSC. Why not also use that open secure communication channel to also exchange files with the controller, right? So do I understand it correctly that does that mean that you can do both exchange files and real-time data from your PLC over the same secure channel in parallel? Yes, that's correct. Um, that's basically what you can do. So you can really do communicate both kinds of data like files and, and real-time variables 
over the same secure channel. So the OPC UA server runs directly on the PLC controller. So there is not something like an edge device or a gateway PC mm -hmm. in front of it. It runs directly on the PLC controller and it's offering its secure endpoints to client applications. And by the way, the server is, is a free of charge software installation that is part of every back of industrial and embedded PC. So customers are really encouraged to use the software free of charge. Okay, good to know. So what are then uh, OPC UA file transfer use cases? I mean, why do your customers want to exchange files with a PLC controller? Mm -hmm. There can be many use cases that you could think of. So during its runtime, a uh, PLC application might create, let's say, log files that upper layer services might want to collect from the controller, maybe for some data analysis mechanism or service or something like this. So, and these log files could be shared via the OPC UA server and made available as file types on the server, on the server's address space. The upper layer application could then connect to the server, collect the log files via the secure OPC UA connection, and then work with the log files and then terminate uh, the connection, for example. An additional use case could be that our TwinCat customers, so this is a very TwinCat specific use case, could also create and restore backups from the PSC application or even download a new PSC application to the controller while an existing PSC application is already running. So it, you can replace the PSC application on the controller. And this is made possible because in our TwinCat world, every PSC application resides as a bunch of local files directly on the controller in a certain directory. And this directory could be shared on the server's address space and all the files within would be made available as file types. And then those file types are exposed and accessible via the methods that Sebastian has already talked about. So you can open the files, read the files, write the files, and do whatever kind of I.O. operation you want with such files. Very good. Understood. Sven, Sebastian, thank you very much for explaining the reasons behind, but also the functioning, technical functioning of, and last but not least, the use cases for OPC UA file transfer. I can imagine any of you, dear listener, uh, want to learn more about OPC UA technology or about the OPC Foundation. You may want to listen to the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit a website at opcfoundation.org. Uh, maybe you have a proposal for topics or interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, uh, or maybe you want to join one of the OPC UA companion specification working groups. Maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation, or otherwise you can always please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. It was great to have you with us today. If you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. Looking forward to have you with us again. And Sven, Sebastian, thank you very much for having been my guest today. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.